Welcome to The Light Pod, brought to you by LightEye, a hub for ideas, education, and a little bit of entertainment when it comes to architectural lighting. I'm your host, Sam Corbel, and today we're in downtown Los Angeles at SCI Lighting Solutions with two of their own, Caitlin Mulligan, the Director of Business Development and Key Accounts, and Ryan Weiss, the Director of Specification Sales. Caitlin and Ryan, thank you so much for letting LightEye come into your conference room in downtown, make it our touchdown podcast studio while we're on the West Coast, the best coast. Literally, I promise it is my favorite coast. I, I don't trade sides. This coast is cool, but I love California. It's great to have you both here. I'm excited to catch up with you today and talk a little bit more about, you know, the people, the creativity, and all the education behind what is seemingly only a, a sales organization, a sales role, and architectural lighting from coast to coast all throughout North America. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. It's nice to be out. Yeah, doing great, Sam. Good to see you. Thanks for having us. It's really fun to be able to sit down with two people who have created a career and an opportunity around what is seemingly sales, what is seemingly, you know, connecting the dots, delivering information from point A to point B, seemingly so. But we all know that so much goes into coordinating and and specifying and really telling the stories behind light fixtures and products. I mean, everything's evolved so much more past what was originally just, hey, you know, here's a T8 lamp and a troffer. Today, we're sitting here in this wicked cool showroom that you've got. There's lights hanging everywhere. The form factors are not your typical form factors. There's small things, there's big things, there's round things, there's square things, and and LED and, and lighting controls is a big part of all of that. And it goes without saying, it's up to people like yourselves and your entire team at SCI to say, hey, we got to go out there and we got to tell this story behind the innovation in lighting. Before we dive into all of that, I want to back up and I want to just ask so everybody else knows who's Caitlin and who's Ryan and how did you both get your start in lighting? So Caitlin Mulligan, um, you know, of Los Angeles, currently of Long Beach. So my path to lighting was through architecture. I have a degree in architecture from the University of Michigan and I found my way (laughs) thinking I was going to take a leap year working for maybe a small lighting manufacturer out of Detroit, Michigan, Curlin Lighting, focusing on healthcare. I was a regional right out of college, traveling the country and meeting. You were a road warrior. The definition of a road warrior. I had I, I didn't know better. I was 22. So I did that. And then eventually SCI asked me if I wanted to move to California. And when you're working in Detroit, that sounds pretty nice. Especially in February. Yeah, yeah, so I've I've been here ever since, and there's no looking back. I absolutely love it. What about you, Ryan? Hey, Ryan Weiss here. Yeah, of LA as well. Currently live in Long Beach. You know, I, it's funny that you made the T8 reference. I thought maybe you're teeing me up to uh, tell my story, but I actually started with Sylvania. So in 2007, I didn't have a background in lighting or electrical. Um, I studied political science at Long Beach State and was in real estate in 2007. And we all know how that story ended. You know, it was tough times for the economy. And, and I sort of came to a point in my life where I just wanted to do something different, something challenging. And my father-in-law had an opportunity. He was an electrical distributor and he put me in contact with a local uh, Sylvania regional manager and I applied. You know, it was an interesting process. You know, I had a good attitude. I was young. I was hungry. I was ready to go take over the world. Didn't necessarily have a lighting background, but he gave me a shot and here I am 15 years later. You know, I think one of the most interesting things about the lighting industry is people come to it from all these different facets. So many people end up in it for from the story that you just told, Ryan, right? Uh, somebody knew someone and it was like, 
hey, go give this a shot. And there's nothing to hide behind in terms of whether you have a lighting background or not, because anytime anybody gets into lighting, there's a career of an opportunity. There's a lifetime of knowledge to learn. And this industry continues to innovate. This industry continues to have to reinvent itself, quite frankly, and learn about what's new. We don't really get the luxury of sitting around and saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to use the same thing again that we used last time. Now, maybe like the best practices or the principles or the conceptual nature of it stay somewhat the same. But when it comes to everything that's changing, there's what I might call uh, an influential funnel in the industry. And that's the conduit, no pun intended, that tells the stories. And that has heavily been the reps around the country. In most major metropolitan areas, right, there's between what, like five and seven different reps with line cards. And that somehow is supposed to disseminate the knowledge of five, 600 different manufacturers with seven new products a year to a world of tens of thousands of designers all around North America. I know things are a little bit different in Europe, but here in North America, that's the world that we live in. When you both look at what you've done uh, with your careers here at SCI and as the industry has continued to evolve, talk to me just a little bit about what it's like when it comes to the people and, and being able to understand what they like to learn, how to relate to them, and, and what's really important in how you connect with them. I'm so grateful for this industry for that very reason, which is the people. And I think that that's what really has kept me here is that, you know, I've been able to meet and interact with such creative and inspiring people and really learn so much from them. You know, you talked about sort of the evolution of just continuing to learn and the evolution of our business. And that's something I'm so passionate about that's so attractive to me is that every day is a new day. It's an opportunity to get in with your clients with your coworkers, with folks in the industry, and just figure things out. So from my perspective, as far as getting something out of the relationships that we have, you know, many people think that it's just our relationships with the designers, when in reality, a lot of what I get out of the business, I mean, I've never actively seek a sales role. I never really thought of myself as sort of this really high energy salesperson. But when you dig into these relationships, it's with the manufacturers that you rely on and you partner with. It's internal to the rep agencies and the people that you work with every day to manage projects and work through these complex problems. It's with the designers, and I mean the entire design team, right? It's bringing together and just being a part of, a small part of these incredible teams of people from the lighting to the contractors, the architects, the engineers. I love being a part of these projects that you are witness to and have a small part in watching these come together and being a part of that team. So whether it's the team internal to SCI or building the relationships with our manufacturers and ultimately being a part of that larger project team that makes something happen, that's where I find reward and sort of how we engage with people in a bigger way, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it goes without saying there's always a community around every project. And there's so many different people in that community. And reps have this incredibly unique perspective that maybe sometimes isn't quite seen because everybody just sees you as a point of contact. Everybody just sees you as the person they call and there's a problem. Everybody just sees you as, hey, they're the person who probably has the answer to my question. Yet you've got a totally different kind of understanding and perspective on all of this. What you just described is how much you really enjoy and are enthusiastic about watching all of those people work together. 
and watching it all come together. I think that's true. It's You are actively participating. You're supporting the project. You're bringing solutions that you think would add value. You know, whatever the project is from commercial to multifamily to everything in between, you're bringing solutions that you think would work well. And you are able to watch the team sort of carry that to fruition and be there for them when they need you, which I think within the architecture industry, whether you're in construction or a consultant or a designer, being able to rely on a strong team, that's what adds value. I think you come back again and again to that team of people that you can rely on and that you trust. And over the last eight or nine years, building those relationships where people trust you to be a part of that team and to bring value, that's just the world's biggest compliment, right? That's the moment you're like, I'm so in. I love this and it's being able to contribute and add value and feel valued i think when you talk about adding the value right you talk about contributing there's obvious things that you do and there's less obvious things that you do the obvious things are the questions getting answered the obvious things is creating an opportunity to provide access to information talk to me about those less obvious things those intrinsic things that maybe you don't even necessarily know you're doing on a daily basis but when you take a step back and you look, you realize, hey, this is something cool that we can do and it keeps us fired up. I mean, I think we approach our clients, the design community, like really from like, what are the possibilities? You know, like we walk in, like, it's not just about, hey, here's a fixture that Ryan has, or here's a lighting control system that Ryan has. It's like, hey, we're a part to Caitlin's point of that process. You know, we're a part of, hey, we've got this idea. You're a small piece of the pie but a very impactful piece. And let's not start with the limitations of Title 24. Let's not start with the limitations of any building codes. Let's just get around. Let's have some creative thought, some creative dialogue, and let's talk about what the possibilities are. And that's, to me, what's so fun. And then, to having all these tools that we can draw from to deliver upon, right? And really having that creative dialogue and then delivering on it. And like, you know, I've always considered myself to, in that process, just kind of a broker, right? Leaning back on my real estate days, right? I'm a, I'm a broker of ideas. I'm a broker of of relationships. I really enjoy being part of that process and connecting those dots because I think that there's so many layers to what we're doing now that to I think what your original question was is like kind of what are the what are the intangibles that no one's seen you know we're working with the local building codes we're working with the building departments we're trying to improve the process we're trying to you know we're trying to do things that we know we're trying to play chess out there right we know the pitfalls we know the bottlenecks so we're doing our best to get out in front of that stuff and figure out again where it all comes back to is our client in delivering that experience and that successful project i think ryan summed it up really well in how we add value to the industry because from my perspective and how i have approached my relationship with the la design community pretty much since i've gotten here you know eight or nine years ago has been i'm a resource i'm somebody that you can come to for ideas, but we provide more than just showing you a downlight and leaving the room. I think that- As a matter of fact, you're not showing a downlight and leaving the room. The downlight's there because it's a part of a conversation. It's a part of that community. I mean, Caitlin, you said it as a resource. Ryan, you said it as a broker. My favorite word is the encyclopedia. As a representative, you're an encyclopedia of knowledge. And part of that knowledge is products, but it's just only part of it. It's only one piece on the chessboard, Ryan. Another part of the knowledge is the ability to understand the timeline for the project. Another part of the knowledge is how does this stuff get built? And by the way, 
who wrote the codes and standards that said this is how it gets built? And if something needs to change or something needs to be modified, what's, what's that opportunity? And then you talked a little bit about the solutions and everything that goes into creating what, in my opinion, is the biggest difference in any representative's world, in any facet of the built environment today. Nothing's just a product anymore. Everything's part of a solution. Everything ties into something. And you've got to figure out how to coordinate and integrate that. I've got to imagine that there's something that is critical to your success where you're providing some form of value there today too. Talk to me a little bit more about that. As far as integration and how that plays into the value, I mean, I think that could be taken in several ways. There's the control and fixture integration, obviously, that being a part of the lighting community now is so much a part of the conversation, whether you're speaking to a lighting designer about a high-end hospitality project and how that's going to integrate and what that end user experience is, to talking about a K-12 through school and what their functionality is and what's important to them. So in terms of integration, that's that's one aspect, right? It's how do the things that light up the space, the lighting fixtures, contribute to this larger integration within the building? And then the term integration sort of within the lighting industry, I think, is how do we integrate with the building itself, right? How do the products we're providing work well with ceiling systems or add acoustic interest or provide something other than literally usable foot candles. You know, how are we integrating our products into the bigger picture of the architecture, of the interiors, of the lighting design scheme, right? How are we providing tools that are multifaceted and truly integrate with what the architect, lighting designer, and client are looking for? I think a lot of what you just touched on centers around creativity. It's creativity to come up with the solution, but there's also a lot of passion behind anything that you just mentioned as as you both think about what your day-to-day looks like as a quote sales rep uh, in a sales organization it is so much more than sales it could be said that you're more creative and passionate about lighting than your clients because they have so many other things to do besides just talk about lighting Like they may be super passionate about lighting, but they don't get the chance to just talk about lights all day. They have to go to coordination meetings. They have to go to site visits. They have to, yeah, fight with the HVAC, come up with other means and methods and solutions around general best design practices. In your position, all you guys do is talk about lighting. All you do is learn about lighting. Creativity and passion is at the heart of everything you do when it comes to understanding what light does. Talk to me a little bit more about that and how you let that reflect back onto both your clientele and create the culture around your organization that you work at. I think it goes back to what we talked about already, right? It was just providing those solutions and really that piece of that built environment, right? It's that twofold approach is one is how does the building itself function? And then how are those folks going to interact within the space? You know, it's, I'm so passionate about it too, because I never really paid attention to it until I got into the lighting business. But I love that lighting can create that movement, that emotion. It can create that choreography. It really tells a story in itself. And so that to me is the passion behind what we do is being able to really have an impact on how people interact with the built environment, right? And like you had mentioned, you know, the folks that we call on and work with every single day, lighting is just a small, small piece of what they have to consider on a day-to-day basis. You know, they have the tile, they have the ceilings, they have all the other finishes that they have to consider. But I think that it's really fun to have the conversation around lighting because I think people understand that it does have a massive, massive impact 
not only on the visual aspect of it, but also on how those folks that they're delivering that project interact with the space. You know, when you talk about passion, Ryan, I think that what it really gets back to is that you have that and you get to explore that and you get to capture that and captivate it every single day at a super high intensity level. Caitlin, when you think about that passion that you have as well, talk to me a little bit more about what it's like to know that you're fortunate enough to be able to focus on lighting and everything that it has to do so that when you get to walk into a room and work with those creative people, you're not only the the encyclopedia, you're not only that resource library, you probably know more than they do. Hopefully anybody I've ever worked with knows and feels the passion that I have for this industry. I love what I do and I cannot express that enough, especially to the architects that you talk to that maybe don't understand the value of lighting. But I'm, I feel that passion and I want that success for our clients and for their projects really in, in two ways. One, I want their project to be successful and I want lighting to be easy, right? I wanna be the, able to facilitate the project being under budget, on time, built with the specs that they want. And I wanna be able to facilitate their design, right? I mean, my passion and what I think is one thing, but being able to enable a designer to accomplish everything that they want and to actually see it built, that's where I want to you know, really spend the time and make that happen for them. I want my passion for a successful project to really manifest in that successful project. You know, the, the specs that they wrote, the products that they want, that's how I feel that the passion can come across in the built environment is the fact that it actually gets built. That's something that I'm very much interested in making happen. The fact that it gets built is sometimes um, incredible. It can be extremely challenging to build a project in a way that it's designed, whether or not it's a crazy design, whether or not it's over budget, whether or not there's you know not enough time. I mean, there's just so many things that can affect that. Fundamentally, when it comes to lighting, a big part of seeing the lighting portion be a successful part of the overall project comes back to education. It comes back to people understanding why they need lights to begin with, how they need to be controlled whether or not they comply with that code and so many other things. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into that education aspect a little bit more and how a big part of your role and what you do every day is making sure that people just understand it's while it's just lights, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun and it can be challenging, but there's something there and someone there to help you understand it. Does that sound good? Perfect. Thanks, Sam. Hey, real quick. This podcast is sponsored by LotEye, a hub for ideas, education, and a little bit of entertainment when it comes to architectural lighting. They bring things like this podcast and short videos that celebrate lighting, that tell stories about lighting, that really just have fun and give you the chance to learn wherever you are on demand. Check them out at lytei.com. And welcome back. Over the break, Ryan, Caitlin, and I, we are catching up a little bit more about how there is so much that goes into the responsibility of a manufacturer's representative, a sales rep, somebody who's in sales and in lighting in general. When you both look at what you're doing today, what your roles and responsibilities are, it really does start fundamentally with education. Whether or not it's a new product, a concept, something that's built around listening and learning and then taking that and regurgitating that in a way that helps people do their job. 
you are very much part of the education pipeline of the lighting industry. Talk to me about what it's like to actually kind of be on both sides of the coin there. You've got two groups of people you're dealing with, the manufacturers and the clients, and they both need information from each other. Yeah, it's an interesting point, Sam, because that's exactly what it is, right? We hover right there in the middle somewhere. You know, we don't just show up like we had talked about. We don't just show up with a line card, a basket of goods, and just hoping somebody buys what we're bringing in the door. You know, we're asking those questions. We're part of that process. And just as much as we're trying to bring that value and those solutions to our clients, we then have to listen to the clients, ask the right questions, and then again, be an advocate for them to our manufacturers to make sure that we can bring them into that collaborative process and perhaps create something from scratch that fits the need that they're looking for for that particular solution. So we do on the education piece, you know, we're always, look, we have all kinds of manufacturers coming in all day, every day. They're showing us new products. They're showing us new solutions. They're showing stuff that they expect us to bring out to the marketplace. But I think as far as the education piece, you know, we really spend a lot of time to vet that out on behalf of our clients, right? We have to do that. We have to make sure that that product is ready for prime time. We have to make sure that that product is priced competitively fits the details that we know our designers are drawing up. You know, we have to make sure that it's actually feasible before we even hit the streets with it. And then on the flip side of that too, nothing's more fun walking into a design meeting and you know, the inspiration boards are up and product ideas are flying and things are going all over the room. And it's up to us too to again, build that trust and have that being able to educate our clients to say, hey, that's a great idea, but that's gonna come in way over budget create all kinds of havoc on both sides. And oh, by the way, someone's going to have to install that too. So keeping the contractors in that conversation as well. So again, we do sort of sit right in the middle of all that. And it's very, very important to us. And we're very passionate about making sure that we're taking that messaging both to the client and then from the client and bringing it all together. Caitlin, when do you think about that passion, that education side of it? Ryan just alluded a lot to how there's this knowledge base that transfers. When you look at what you do, how do you collect knowledge from your everyday life and turn around and deliver it back to people to help further lighting to create those opportunities? So actually a big part of my role now at SCI is getting to know these manufacturers and coming back to them with this feedback that Ryan alluded to, you know, being a part now of the conversations when a product is being developed. We have fantastic manufacturers that we work with that now come to us to say, hey, you know, on behalf of the design community, what do you think about this? Is there a need? you tell us what you're hearing and that just adds tremendous value you know when we're in a meeting with a lighting designer or a developer or an engineer and they're saying hey this is what i need this is what i'm not finding this is the solution that i'm trying to solve you have that ability now to go back and make that a reality to hit that budget to say you know manufacturer that price really isn't going to work but this is what we need and there is a market for it. So to take that expertise of our market, Los Angeles and Southern California, our codes, our emergency systems, what we need in products, to bring that back to the manufacturers is invaluable. It's been such a rewarding aspect of what I focus on to try to get those products to where they need to be. We vet products. We do not walk into the door with something that's irrelevant to what a client does. We spend a lot of time getting to know clients and their projects and their vision boards and what they're working on so that we're, we're bringing solutions that are relevant, applicable, 
that are going to add value. You know, you don't bring in a bollard to an interior designer, but what really getting in to know the intricacies of their common details, the ceiling systems they like to work with, new products that might really solve a problem that they have. That's the collaboration and the education that I love from both sides of it. You get an opportunity to turn around and collect all of that and go educate one partner on one side of your business to then turn around and go give it back to the other person tomorrow. Like Ryan said, you're sitting right in the middle of everything. And Ryan said it earlier too, you're not sitting right in the middle, you're sitting actually right in the middle somewhere. And that somewhere is kind of the moving target. And it always depends on how much people need you and understanding that and being able to say, hey, we've got you covered here, we'll get out of your way here. Talk to me a little bit more about what it's like to have that you know, bullseye, which is obviously the target, literally always moving. I think that that's sort of the blessing and the curse of what we do, right? Every day is different. You know, it's, it's always a moving target, right? Some days you walk in and you're trying to, you know, find a solution for a tiny little detail. Other days you walk in and the budget's blown to smithereens. Blown to smithereens. Can we edit that out? <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's amazing. The budget is blown to smithereens. You're right. Yeah, and you're tasked with this incredibly like right. quick, tough task to say, holy smokes, the budget's been blown to smithereens. I've positioned myself in the middle of everything on this project. And now all of a sudden, there is a huge load on your shoulders to figure all this out, yet you know that there's a whole design concept behind something. You know that there's a general contractor who has a budget and a timeline to meet. You know that there's a billion manufacturers out there who want an opportunity to create that order. And you somehow have to pick up your wand, have everybody pick up their instruments and start conducting a play or, or an orchestra and all the music on the stands in front of them is blank all of a sudden. What's 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 it like to go through that process and not piss anyone off or at least try to do your best to navigate it? I mean, there's no playbook for this. There isn't, and it's always a moving target. Every single day is different, right? And it goes back to what we talked about. It's more than just sales in the traditional sense, right? I mean, we really do. It, it all comes back to relationships. It comes back to trust. It comes back to honesty. It's about we want to deliver on that design. We want to deliver on that concept. We want to deliver that success and that experience. So yeah, when all of a sudden you've put yourself in the deep end of the pool and everything's sort of hitting the fan, you've got to leverage your relationships. You've got to leverage your knowledge. You really have to try to be that resource to bring it all together. That's really all we can do. Just to sort of echo what Ryan's saying, we are so often in the middle of these projects where the budget's an issue or there's lead time issues or even in the beginning of a project just that something blows up and it's something that we can sometimes see coming but I think what's so fun and rewarding about the side that we're on is that we have a really big toolkit to play with and honestly I would say our secret weapon is Excel is a really good Excel budget chart which no one thinks that's the sexy side of lighting the lighting fixtures are beautiful but when it comes to making a budget on a two million dollar project work and the lighting designers already done the design and you have the criteria a really good Excel chart is can really work magic. And I'll say that the clients that we work best with and that we bring the most value to are the clients that we work closest with. They become partners. They become, and I think clients that view us as somebody who can add value and be a partner, you know, for any designers or architects sort of haven't worked closely with a rep, when we can sort of come to a meeting and put all of our cards on a table and say, all right, this downlight is, you know, 
$50, this is 70, this is 120, this is what you're getting. And they decide right there, okay, here's the samples, we're gonna go with the $50. Okay, you know, times 600, this is what it just did to your budget. And you can sort of go through a project sitting and working closely and saying, well, what if we swapped this out? And we have everything that you need. We have the budgets, we have the good, better, best products. We have that encyclopedia of a knowledge to where the clients that want to get the most value out of their reps, it's there for the taking, you know, use us. We can put together some Excel budgets and some good, better, best and some options and samples as quick as you need it. You are the access to information. There's websites that are going to put out what's commercially available. There's going to be a certain amount of copy, right? There's words, there's spec sheets, there's photos, there's information there but nothing replaces somebody who understands who you are, what you need, why you work the way you work, your timeline, your efficiencies. And I think the biggest thing at the end of the day is the local market, right? That aspect of the community and bringing everyone together. But you're not necessarily even bringing them together. You're just making sure that everybody understands what they need to so that when push comes to shove, whether or not it's getting ordered, installed or something else like that, you're in, you're good. And you've got everybody lined up right where they need to be. When you think about what you're both doing today and, and you look at SCI and your culture that you've created and the opportunity to create, talk to me just a little bit about what you do that you know really differentiates you and sets you apart and what's so much fun about the people you do work here with in Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question, Sam. And I, I'd say, you know, we touched on a lot here in this conversation. And I'd say, you know, what sets SCI apart? It's our people, our culture. That's what's always going to set us apart. You know, there's so many competitors in the marketplace. I'd like to think that we represent a lot of the best lines um, in the lighting industry. But, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of good product out there. And it always comes back to the people for me. And I think that we've built, you know, a culture here at SCI around trust, around gratitude, and just created this environment that's safe to thrive, that you can be yourself, you can inspire, and you can flourish, right? And bring that personal connection to the company, to the organization, and to our marketplace. What about you, Caitlin? I think the Southern California market, just in general, is the best that there is. It feels like such a small community. Going to any of these events and seeing the firms and the lighting designers and the people, and honestly, even the other reps, I think Los Angeles has the absolute best community. But what sets SCI apart, SCI's culture is really unique in the way that people are usually there for 15, 20, 25 years because SCI allows you to find your own path within the organization and to excel at what you're good at and what you're passionate about. And they really work with you to sort of identify that and let you succeed on that path. You know, if you're very passionate about working with electrical engineers or really digging in with design build contractors or you really want your focus to be on high-end hospitality or landscape, you can find that within SCI and have sort of the ability to grow your own future, your own clients, what you want to pursue. SCI has the best team and the best people and people stay at SCI because of the culture and because of the opportunity. I think anybody who knows me knows that SCI is a huge part of who I am and my entire time in California has been committed to sort of growing SCI. You know, I love it and I try to recruit anybody I can to our team to sort of I mean, join this atmosphere. How could you not? You moved out here 
this was your your first job in LA and it's given you an opportunity to fulfill your passion around lighting, around connecting with people. Like Ryan said, it's all about the people at SCI. This is a business and an organization that at the end of the day has to uh, collect orders in order to be paid. But it's not necessarily even what you're even thinking about as you wake up and go to work in the spec world every day. It's understanding what people need. It's connecting the dots and it's seeing that team and that community come together that it is tight and, and does love lighting so much. Ryan and Caitlin, Thank you both so much for joining me on this episode of The Light Pod. Thank you so much for giving us uh, your conference room in downtown LA to record a series of episodes while we're here in town. It's so good to see both of you. If people have questions, if they want to get in touch with you and they want to reach out and continue this, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? If anyone wants to get in touch, honestly, the best way to reach us, to check out what we're doing, where we are, what events we're at is definitely on Instagram. We have SCI's Instagram, but I've got a personal Instagram. It's Caitlin underscore Mulligan underscore SCI lights. So if anybody's interested, wants to reach out or just wants to kind of look around, see what we're up to, that should be their first place to look. Awesome. I love Instagram. I'll, I'll totally give you a follow and send you a DM. How about you, Ryan? Hey, hey, listen, I'm going to follow that lead and I'm going to shamelessly plug my Instagram as well. So yeah, <laughs> I, again, uh, yeah. So for me, it'd be Ryan Weiss underscore SCI underscore lights. Uh, but if you feel so inclined, you know, you can send me an old school email as well, which is rweiss at SCILights.com. So that's how you can get a hold of me. You guys are the Grammars in LA. Stay in touch. I'll talk to you soon. Sam, thanks, thanks Sam. for your time. Super fun.